You're listening to the Umfreak Parents Podcast, episode 009. Your scene to chat about parenting, life, and of course, Umfreaks McGee. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak, successful event planner, mom of three, wife, and total Umfreak. Are you prepared for what comes next? Thank you so much for joining me for the Umfreak Parents Podcast, episode 9. I am so grateful that you have decided to spend your time listening to me talk about all things Umfreaks. If you missed last week's episode with my interview with Mary Welch Fox Stasek, head of the UMVIP program and wife of Ryan Stasek, you're definitely going to want to give that a listen. I'll be sure to put a link to last week's show in the show notes so you will be able to easily find that. And in this episode, we will cover any new Umphreys news as well as chat about our On This Day show from August 7th, 2012 from summer school at the Full Moon Resort in Big Indian, New York. I did want to say that although this episode does air after the band played at the Workout Festival on August 4th in Thornville, Ohio, I did not have the time I like to spend on listening and reviewing a show for the podcast because it was my birthday weekend and I was fully immersing myself in time with friends and family. We will be going over that show in next Tuesday's episode, so make sure that you're here to check that out. And in this episode, we will include any recent Umphreys news as well as chat about our On This Day show from August 7th, 2012 from Summer School at Full Moon Resort in Big Indian, New York. All right, so let's dive into this episode. Umphreys recently announced the final show as part of their upcoming fall tour, which will take place at the Palace Theater in Port Chester, New York, Sunday, October 14th, 2018. Southern Avenue, a jazz and soul five-piece from Memphis, will be opening. This beautiful venue, dubbed the Original Rock Palace, holds 1,800 and was built in 1926. Umphreys has played there four times, 2012, 2014, and recently two nights in 2017. At the time of this episode's recording, there are still tickets available for the show, but I can't be sure if that is the case at the time of the airing of this. But I will be sure to put a link to the information for this show in the show notes so that you can get all of the information because you definitely do not want to miss a Sunday show. So before we dive into our On This Day discussion, I wanted to give a big shout out to Paul Hine, hopefully I said your last name right, who reached out to me through Facebook after his buddy, who is a member of the Umfreak Parents Group, saw my post looking for people that were at this show and were willing to chat more about it. Um, he was super awesome with answering a bunch of my questions and shared some really amazing stories and memories that I will be sharing um, throughout the discussion. So thank you again to Paul for his time. And if you are interested in answering any questions about past shows for the podcast that you were at, uh, make sure that you are following the show on Twitter or if you are in the Facebook group, all of the information can be found in the show notes where to find us. All right, so summer school in big Indian New York at the Full Moon Resort, which is absolutely beautiful. And I have decided I will be having my wedding renewal ceremony there in a few years. It's just absolutely gorgeous. 
Um, this event happened August 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th in 2012. Um, they also did summer school in 2011 and 2013. Um, I was super excited that um, I chose this one as an on this day um, because I like diving into different things that they're not doing anymore. So this was very, very cool. So this on this day, August 7th, is night two of the four-day event. Um, this weekend included a two-hour session on all things improv, as well as workshops about lighting and business and technology, um, drum and perk, dueling guitars with Jake and Brendan, soloing for the non-soloist with Ryan, Joel, and Chris, recording 101, lyric writing with Bayless, birth of a song with Jake, which, I mean, come on, both of those classes, I mean, all the other ones sound amazing, but those last two are just, I don't know, I totally missed the boat on this, and I'm so mad that that I did not uh, go to these, but life circumstances happened. Um, also, kickball, improvising by theme um, that the campers did. The campers also did a late night jam featuring Joel. Um, Stanley Jordan was there. They had disc golf and swimming and of course the rock shows on the other nights of the festivals too. So night two of the festival opens with a seriously nasty fills which if you regularly listen to the podcast, um, you know that I'm just loving Phil so much lately. And this one is Straight Fire, and it features a third stone from the sun by Hendrix Tease. I love how every version of Phil's so eclectic in the jam. They're like snowflakes. No, no two Phil's is the same. Um, the first part of this tune comes in at a little over 10 minutes and it goes right into no comment. I totally love Stasic's bass line in this song. The jam in this one gets spacey and then just move your body funky as fuck and then goes right back into fills. As Joel calls the little Catskill country tune, obviously said because the festival is held in the Catskill Mountains. Higgins, by request from the girl that blew BB away with her spoken word the night before. That was probably such a cool thing about this whole summer school um, thing. Not only getting to learn about all these things um, from Umphreys, but to be around all these other really creative people um, was probably just so cool to just, just soak in all that energy and all that creativity. I love the banter during this and the other shows of the weekend. Um, before Go to Hell, Ryan t tells a story about different parts of the song and the story about him and Jake drinking tequila in Jake's basement and writing that song. It's just, it's just awesome. Um, a beautiful and sexy standalone mantis. Then an awesome story from Ryan about Joel visiting him in Japan and climbing Mount Fuji with Joel is just hilarious. Seriously, you're going to want to give a listen to that one. Um, I'm sure that all the amazing workshops and lessons from all the uh, all the members of the Humphreys McGee camp and then listening to the stories and stage banter throughout the weekend was just, just so cool. I can't even get over, um, you know, really just how awesome it probably was. I'm so, 
I'm so envious for all the people that, that were able to go. Um, DBK right into Commilator, right back into DBK. Weird Fishes by Radiohead, which was actually the first time it was ever played and apparently completely unrehearsed. And then they go, um, they have gone on to cover that song actually 11 more times. More recently, February 1st, 2018 in Columbus, Ohio. And the whole thing comes to a conclusion with the ending of DBK. Um, there are two videos that I have found um, on YouTube from the weekend, and I'll be sure to put a link to those um, as well as the set list from this show in the show notes. And don't forget that we will be playing that show right now. So I wanted to read here what Paul wrote about his experience at summer school in 2012. Paul, who is from Peckin, Illinois, is a new listener to the show and has played drums for the past 15 years, playing in multiple bands in the area, but recently he plays percussion and keys in Umph Love, an Umphreys tribute band that has played the last few years in Peoria and Chicago. Before going to summer school in 2012, Paul had only seen 10 shows, but now with 68 shows under his belt, you can tell that he's a total Umphreak. Paul had some really amazing things to say about the weekend, so I'm just going to read what he sent me. Favorite workshop through the weekend would be the music business class, talking about, yes, the business of being a band. That it's not evil, you can play less shows for more money and spend less time away from family. Who knew? But the most lasting and profound class for me was the how to jam class, where they went over how to jam with multiple guitarists and communicate while playing. They demonstrated and explained their communication process, which has allowed me to watch every show I've seen since in such a different light. You've probably seen Jake mostly flash some sign language during jams, saying what key or chord to go to. But they, they smile and frown at each other to go major or minor. You will see Jake take half steps and full steps up or back, which mean a whole or half step. He throws up the robot arms if they are getting a little loose and need to tighten up. And of course, the, the throw it back over the top to play that new jam they've just, just created. Uh, short story about his first jam, ses jam session. Um, he said it was kind of a break out of his shell as a person and a musician trip. Solo trip from Illinois to New York with a few baseball park stops in between. So he gets there, he meets with people, hangs out, meets the guys, eats, has a show, ready for the camper jams. So you go out to the first stop, listen to some great players, walk over to the barn where the other jam spot is set up and get yourself all psyched up. Outside is, is standing Bayless and asks, going in there to play? And he says, yes, yes I am. So he walks in, gets in line, waits his turn, all pumped up on deck spot, heads towards the drums, starts to sit down, and he gets a tap on his shoulder. It's fucking Jake. Hey man, do you mind if I sit in real quick? I don't usually get to play that much. I won't even play long, just for a minute. And then like, I'll keep the beat going. You come in and take over. We'll do like a switch thing. <laughs> Paul just says, yeah, whatever you say. Totally stunned, Louie comes over. And was like, yeah, do you mind if Jake Sinegar sits in for a second? And that's the story of Paul's first jam. Obviously, the whole weekend was special, meeting 60-some mostly dudes 
um, freaks on top of the band and crew. I will also... I was, he was also able to get there early and help build the stage and the light rig with everyone, meeting so many still now friends six years later that he sees across the country at shows. He did also get to jam with Joel and Jeff Coffin the night he was there. And he said, needless to say, it was one of the coolest moments of his life. It was really um, like going to camp with the six guys being the counselors, awesome meals, beautiful mountains all around. He even popped up a tent next to um, somebody from Chicago and even met some guys who lived in the same town. I love that stuff about shows when you meet people, you know, randomly that are from the same area as you. That's so awesome. Um, he did also say that he got a private lesson from Andy, which kind of turned into a Q&A because they both got stuck in the barn during a little rainstorm. And he did also mention that he got all of them, including Jeff Coffin, to sign his cane jersey with Stasek's note, hope you win the cup, and that year they did. That sounds like such an amazing experience. Thank you so much to Paul for sharing all of that and reading over all of his stuff and and looking at the pictures that he sent me really made me uh, sad that I missed these shows. I will be sure to post the pictures that he sent me in the Facebook group and also on the Twitter feed. So if you are in either or both of those, make sure that you keep a lookout for that. And thank you again so much to Paul for the uh, review of your amazing experience at summer school.
How's everybody doing? Yeah. Little Phil's Farm, little Catskill country tune for you there. And a lot of Joel Cummins. You're welcome. So uh, that w there was an interesting moment there. That, that last section is in seven, I believe, right? And sometimes when you're soloing an odd meter, you're not thinking of where the one is or anything. So halfway through there, Pony's holding down the route, and neither of us knew where the one was. I looked at him, I was like, what are we doing? He was like, I don't know. I'm like, we're building it, man, we're building it. <laughs> you just go with it, man, you just go with it. So eventually when that happens, somebody goes, and there's the one. Yeah. It usually helps when the drummer does that. Spa! So thank you, Chris, I needed that. So this song goes out by request. Um, Last night I was walking around, I went to all the jam rooms and visited all the people and went to all the places and went. My favorite moment was by the bonfire. You blew my mind with your spoken word. Hopefully we can get you on a mic before this whole camp is over, but she blew my mind last night, made me feel this big. So this is her request. Expectations 
So, you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So earlier, uh, Chris Joel and I were talking about this this next tune that we're gonna play, where uh, Jake and I had actually got together, and we tried to write a song for Rock Band, and we thought it'd be really cool if uh, kids could be in their living room and, and play in different in odd meter at the same time. So we wrote this section before the solo is uh, the drums are in four, the bass is in seven, and he's soloing in five. So we thought that'd be cool for Rock Band to be like, oh yeah, man, we're doing odd meter shit. And then uh, at the end of the solo, then the drums kick back into seven, and that's when the, the solo peaks. So this is called Go to Hell. Yeah, yeah Joel just talked to me in the talkbacks. He just said, hey, uh, you should talk about the mixed meters. So thanks for listening, Joel. Yeah. This is what happens when you have vintage gear. The organ you know, is breaking between songs. Excuses. <laughs> Apologize. Just want to make sure you guys are informed. You know, that's important. Go to hell, Stacy.
Uh, it's actually pretty funny. We, uh, we drank a bottle of tequila in Jake's basement, and, um, and we wrote this part. Uh, we went over and did all the toms on a keyboard. Like, we've got to have, like, every rock, uh, rock band has got to have the tom fills. So Jake did them all with his fingers on a little cork synthesizer. Threw in some cowbell. It's all. It's pretty hilarious. We, we, we got her done, though. We got her done. That's when collaboration really works, you know. Friends, little, little couple drinks, come well, up with something. Okay, well. Hey, we got a tune.
That felt good because we hadn't practiced it, and that's kind of one of those coin tosses. And I think we got it. Totally. <laughs> it's like muscle, muscle memory, please kick in. Please kick in now. <laughs> it's like usually you to totally forget sections until right up to the last moment of having to play them. You know, it's, a, it's one of those. Yeah, those sections that I make mistakes at, right before I blow it, I remember, oh shit, I was supposed to practice this today. <laughs> Every time, I never fail. <laughs> All right, so time to slow it down, right? Little, uh, little ballad.